Hello, and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host, Dontrell Morrow. All right, thank you for joining us for another episode. I am really looking forward to introducing my next guest who I am excited to shine the light on, Elder Aaron Camp and Elder Reed Head. And these two missionaries are currently serving in the Texas Houston East Mission, and they are um, in the Livingston City area. So, um, elders, I am going to be glad and, and invite you to share your stories a little bit with us today. Um, and I'd like to ask you to start by kind of telling us a little bit about where you were from and what kind of things you like to do uh, before the mission. All righty. I am Elder Hour Camp. Um, I am from American Fork, Utah. Um, before my mission, I did a lot with music. Um, I actually worked at a music store. I play the piano and I sing. Um, I also did a lot of stuff with cars and computers. Um, those really interested me. I was on the track team uh, during high school. And, um, yeah, I love doing stuff like that and just hanging out with friends and um, trying to live life to the fullest. So, All right. I'm Elder Reedhead. I'm from Safford, Arizona. And um, I've been on my mission for about two weeks now. And it's been a great experience. Um Back at home, I used to uh, I used to do a lot of bow hunting. I loved to hunt and fish, um, especially with my dad, and uh, yeah, hanging out with friends. And uh, I like to work on vehicles and and do different things like that. And um, uh, one of one of the main reasons uh, I wanted to serve a mission was to for the experiences, but. Um, um, I really wanted to serve because I wanted to gain a stronger testimony for myself uh, to know that uh, the Lord and Savior um, is our Redeemer. And um, I've learned so much in just the last few weeks. And yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It sounds like we got a couple of talented missionaries here singing and hunting. Man, I'm going to have to like definitely hear at least one of the singing voices around here. And Elder Redhead, if I need some help with my car, I know who to call. <laughs> that, this, the elders are always here to serve. It's a wonderful thing. And so, so I guess since you both are at different uh, stages in your missionary work right now, I would ask what has been something that you have um, either recognized about missionary service or work um, that has been a little bit different more than what you may have originally thought it was going to be or that it looked, you know, like it would be for yourselves. I know there's been a lot of a lot of changes this year, you know, 2020, the year of COVID. But even besides that, like what has been some eye-opening experiences so far, you know, especially even you, um, Elder Redhead, being uh, so new into the mission field, what has been some things that you thought, man, I, I, I didn't expect that. This is 
This is like new territory for me. Uh, I think one thing for me is that um, as I've gone throughout my mission, uh, it's it's very schedule based. Everything is um, similar every day. We have the same kind of schedule. We um, fill in some gaps and um, everything is pretty consistent. But at the same time, um, there's actually a lot of change as well. And that's something that I, I didn't necessarily recognize and I had to kind of get used to. Um, there's plan change such as transfers and things like that. We know we're going to get moved around. We just don't necessarily know when and we can kind of see that coming. But like you said, with uh, the coronavirus going on recently and everything that's happened, it's really changed a lot of things that we may not have expected as well. Um, and so I think just being able to humble myself and to um, recognize that God is actually in control um, and to follow the spirit, both in big circumstances as well as just every single minute throughout the day being willing to change my plans if God needs me to be at a different place in a different time. So, Yeah, and I, uh, I think for me, um, since I'm so new, I did uh, the online MTC, and uh, that was a little bit different just on the computer at home. And another thing, too, is I didn't know um, whether or not I'd be quarantined because some missions uh, – have started proselyting and some some aren't yet and um ours ours isn't at the time so when i came out it was a little bit difficult to get used to not proselyting and and just kind of uh looking for referrals and uh just looking on facebook and calling phone numbers and things like that uh for potential potentially new investigators so that's that's something that's been a little bit different for me but uh yeah i definitely was expecting to come out and and uh, be knocking doors uh, each and every day, but it's it's been honestly good, and it's uh, taught me a lot um, about myself and my capabilities while being indoors for quite a while at each time. So, oh, I can imagine. I know it's been uh, very different, even from my own like mission and and the changes. And I I give you elders credit for you know kind of rolling with the punches and just going with like taking it one day at a time because it has been very interesting. And I think um, in this last conference, we heard President Uchtdorf kind of say that, you know, we've been able to see new ways and more effective ways in some cases to spread the gospel, um, that we've had like the opportunity and the technology for some time. But now this whole, you know, virus experience has given us the opportunity to really put that into into motion. So good for you two for, you know, you know, doing the best you can and learning as you go. So one thing I would like to also ask is, as you have found that, you know, like you said, some schedules have been changing as far as even transfers, like how more frequent they can be right now with a lot of the mission assignments changing. Have you found that you know, the the quarantine experience has been something that has personally affected you um, either in a good way or in a bad way? And if so, like, what has been your resolve for, you know, working through those challenges? Yeah, it's definitely been different for all of us. Um, I think that at the beginning, once it kind of happened, we all thought, oh, man, we're going to be stuck inside for two or three weeks, and um, maybe maybe after that we'll get out a little bit more again and things like that. Um, and it, at the beginning, uh, we were really just 
kind of waiting, hoping, hoping it'd be over soon, just kind of not really teaching anyone, not really doing as much because we were just kind of trying to wait it out, see what happened. Um, and during that time, it was pretty hard for me. I, I really didn't see much point in being here anymore. We weren't teaching a whole lot of people. Um, I, I thought I could help my family and friends back at home more. Um, I thought that having a job, I could just make money during this time instead of just waiting around, things like that. Um, but as it continued on, we were able to, uh, like my companion has said, find new ways that we were able to teach people. We were able to find ways over the phone, over social media, um, a whole bunch of different things. And as we started putting those into play, uh, it really kind of transformed it a little bit. It turned it from uh, something that was like a burden that we were just stuck inside all the time mm -hmm. to an amazing opportunity that we had to uh, teach three lessons in a matter of two hours instead of maybe one or two where we had to travel, we had to um, have, a, have a much different interaction in that case. And so it honestly has been a blessing overall, uh, being able to see, like you said, um, different technologies being put into play to allow us to teach um, and different people whose hearts are being softened because they're stuck inside all the time um, or they have lost loved ones um, or they're, they may feel like nobody loves them or nobody is with them or cares about them, things like that. And we've been able to find some success from people who um, are open to learning because they've been put through those hard situations. So, Thank you. Yeah, just going along with that, um, uh, just like in the MTC, they strongly encourage you to uh, download Facebook and uh, depending on your mission, other social media um, apps and platforms. And uh, that was just something that I thought was really cool was in the MTC, we're learning how to use Facebook and sometimes we'll do different classes and stuff. Um, over over Zoom and online, um, learning how to use Facebook and use these different uh, social media tools to reach out to more people. Um, um, it's just it's just crazy and it's it's a lot more accessible to more people and it seems like it's so far it seems like it's it's doing really well because and like my companion was saying in a matter of um, just hours you can you can be teaching two or three people at a time. Um, different lessons in, on different subjects. And uh, it's just, it's worked out really nicely so far. There's definitely a few bumps in the road, but um, I think we're figuring out how to overcome those and what we need to do um, to stay busy on those social media, media platforms and uh, make sure that we're, uh, uh, we're reaching out to as many people as we can. Absolutely. And again, I, I find it so fascinating that um, you know, you had the will and the tenacity to withstand, like, I guess, you know, like you described, the quarantine and then, you know, not having the traditional MTC experience. And that, you know, you deserve a lot of recognition for just choosing to do that. I I wonder, you know, as I look at the, the young missionaries, the men and women serving, what is what is something that you have found especially since you have been, you know, reading the Book of Mormon and really, you know, studying those scriptures to prepare yourselves for the lessons and uh, for the opportunities that you have to meet people and so many more online. Um, 
Uh, how have you been able to liken the experiences that we read about in the Book of Mormon and the Bible to your current, you know, latter-day service to the Lord and, and doing his work? Yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the patterns we see throughout the Book of Mormon is um, the people following the prophet, um, and they start doing really well. And eventually, as they go on, they start to get prideful. They start to turn away from God, and they start to trust in their own strength. And as that happens, um, they're weakened. They are uh, destroyed in some cases. They are um, put to a, a lesser place, which causes them to be humble. Um, and as they do that, they eventually turn back to the Lord. And um, I think that just reading the Book of Mormon in my own studies, I'm seeing a lot of uh, comparisons between some of the prophets and missionaries of that time um, as to the missionaries that are serving right now. Um, some of the trials that they went through, um, some of the problems that they had. But at the same time, I also see uh, a great uh, similarity between the people who are in those different cities that they went to and the people in the world right now. And I think that right now, uh, like I said a little bit before, these people are, are being humbled. Um, and this is a time in, we see in the Book of Mormon where they're frequently able to be taught. Um, they're frequently turning back to the Lord. Um, they are open to learning and they are open to things that they may not have been before because they're in a different position. Um, and I think that as I go through the Book of Mormon, one of the most important things that I've been able to learn is some of those techniques and some of those um, principles that those missionaries teach as they're in that situation and how maybe uh, we can compare stories like Alma and Amulek um, and people like that into our own daily lives. So, Yeah, I really like what Elder Auerkamp said. And, and going along with that, um, one thing that I've really noticed is just specific verses that um, usually wouldn't stick out to me in the Book of Mormon are uh, now really sticking out during quarantine. And uh, verses that I've just kind of overlooked and not really thought about too much are, are the verses that, um, that really helped me during like the hard times during quarantine on the mission. And uh, I've just really liked that. And another thing too is my um, I've been reading the Book of Mormon a lot lately um, since we're, we're mostly at the apartment. And uh, just in between calls or, or things like that, I'll just open, flip open it, um, the pages and just start going through it and, and ponder what I've read and pray about it. And also, I try to keep a study journal on these things. And I just started doing that during my mission. And uh, it's really, really helped. And um, it's honestly been a blessing for me. Um, during quarantine to have more time to actually read the Book of Mormon and go over the things that I've usually wouldn't um, ponder and go over. And um, just having that extra time has really been a blessing to, to and it's opened up my mind to, to different verses and different chapters and the stories and how they play into our lives today. That is so cool. And I, I'm glad that you have found to have that anchor, you know, in the scriptures and in um, you know, the words of the prophets that we are blessed to have today in its fullness. And, you know, I, I think about it right now, if I was in the same position 
um, as either one of you, either being, you know, a missionary who had been out for a little while or one who would just be starting my mission. I, I'm not sure, honestly, what I would do. I would look at the circumstances and I would be kind of weighing my options to kind of see, well, what will I be able to do? What's going to happen with the pandemic? And so uh, my question then to, to you two would be for those, you know, young men or women who may be sitting out there and trying to decide if it's something that they want to do, if it's something that would still be worth it because of all the changes that have happened in the past few months to missionary work and just to the uncertainty facing, you know, jobs and schools and those kind of like uh, focuses that we have. What would you tell them or what advice would you give them about choosing to serve a mission and why it would still be something that would be meaningful in their life? I think that absolutely it was, it's something that um, you should still look into. Um, I think that if you are worthy and able and desire to go on a mission, there's no reason to stop now just because of the circumstances. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. We don't really know how long this is going to go on. We don't really know a lot of things at this point. Um, but the Lord does, and he's still calling missionaries. Um, he knows exactly what situation we're in, and he can help us and guide us throughout it. Um, and not only that, but uh, some people are kind of under the impression that maybe we're not doing as much, we're not teaching as many people. Um, they may not like the idea of having to stay in their own country, things like that. Um, but the truth is that the gospel is spreading just as much now as it is in other times. And there's still lots of work for missionaries to do. We still need people out here who are willing to, to teach people and to talk to people. Um, and so I'd say don't talk yourself out of it. If, if it's something that you would like to do, um, which for many people it is and it should be, um, then I think that there is no reason that you should not come out at this time just because of the circumstances that we are in right now. Yeah, I really like that. And uh, kind of going along with that, I was kind of in the same boat just wondering um, – during quarantine, whether I should go out or not, and uh, decided just to give it a leap of faith and go out. And um, I, uh, I can tell you right now that it's, it's probably been the best decision that I've ever made because I've learned so much about myself in two weeks, and I've learned so much about the gospel, and my understanding is just uh, about the gospel and about um, the Book of Mormon and, and how it works and what we do here has just gone through the roof. And it's just been such a blessing to uh, learn all these things, and I've learned so much about different people and and uh, kind of the the different mindsets each and everybody has. And it's just been really cool to go out and see and see that. And uh, yeah, so I would say if you're kind of debating on going on a mission right now or or not, I would definitely say uh, take it to the Lord and and in prayer and ask Him. I'm sure He'll give you. You may not receive an answer right away, but eventually he will give you an answer, and uh, I think it'll be one you, you like. So, Thank you, brothers. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I want to make sure that I um, let everyone out there know that these, these two young men are absolutely right. The mission is the biggest blessing that you could ever have um, to experience in your life because it really sets the tone for 
how you'll live the rest of your life, and it teaches you principles that will support you in any endeavor that you undertake. So I, I testify that um, the words and the, the honest um, viewpoints of these elders are true. And I would like to ask both of you, um, in closing, if you would be willing to share your testimonies um, and, and just really kind of explain what the gospel means to you in your life and, and how it's blessed and helped you. Yeah, um, I would just like to start um, by bearing my witness that I, I know that um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Christ's church restored upon the earth today. Um, it is the same church that he set up in the New Testament, um, and we hold that same authority and that same priesthood that he used to baptize and perform miracles. Those miracles, those works, they still go on today. Um, and that, that did happen through Joseph Smith. Um, he, he had a question, and he prayed to know which church was true um, and to, to see how he could receive a forgiveness of his sins. And at the time, he was told that none of the churches on the earth were true. Um, and at the time, he was given a commission to uh, help restore that church back to the earth. Um, and part of that included what we know as the Book of Mormon, like we've been talking about. Um, and I know that the Book of Mormon is a direct communication with God. We, we just like Joseph Smith, can receive revelation for ourselves. Um, if we pray, if we have a desire um, and a sincere heart, as well as a, an intent to do what God wants us to do, um, he will give us any answer that we are in need of by the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, and sometimes that'll come through a feeling um, or what we call a still small voice in our mind that will help us understand those. But many times for me, those come through the scriptures as we continue to read those and to ponder that in our heart. Um, a lot of times the answers are right there that we need. Uh, and that's one way I would say that the gospel has helped me is it's provided answers for me in my life. Um, it has given me hope and it's given me confidence of where I am and where I need to be um, in order to return to live with our Heavenly Father again and to gain the blessings of joy uh, and everything I need to be able to um, live with Him again, to be able to continue my progression even beyond this life. And uh, I would just like to bear my testimony that uh, I know that the Book of Mormon is true, and I've uh, I've really uh, wanted to uh, read it to the fullest and and try to get as much as I could out of it. And I've been trying to do that, and it's just it's been teaching me so much. And I'm so grateful for the um, for the words that it contains. And um, I also know that the Savior Jesus Christ. Um, lived and died for our sins and for our atonement. And I'm so very grateful for the atonement and the, the peace that it's brought into me. And uh, I'm grateful for this gospel and for the prophets. And and I'm grateful for um, all that they have done for us and and the revelation that they bring to this church and, and guide us uh, safely through a, tri a troubled world. And um, 
I am I'm really grateful again for uh, for the atonement of Jesus Christ and for God and uh, and I say these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Aaron Campbell and Elder Reedhead. I appreciate you giving me your time today. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining us, and we will have another inspirational message soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Please join us again next time.